Good morning, my friends. I'm Pastor Stephen Brooks. Welcome today to Morning Glory. Why don't you grab your Bibles and meet me today in Psalm 119. It's a rather long song, but we're just going to take a look at uh, one verse today and start off there. And we want to talk about receiving instructions from the Lord. Before we jump into today's message, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we ask that as we jump into your word, that your word would be quickened by your Holy Spirit, that we can take it and eat it just like we do bread. And we thank you, Father, for the strength, the life-giving strength that it's going to supply in our lives. Thank you, Father. Let problems, Heavenly Father, be solved today as your word goes forth. Let solutions, uh, ways out, be shown to your people that may be trapped in areas based upon wrong decisions. Now, Father, we thank you that your word is helping us in Jesus' name. We all agree and say, Amen. I want to begin today by talking about uh, the two main ways in which God speaks to you. Okay, so first of all, uh, we know it's going to be the word of God. And we see this in many verses. I want to just give you a couple uh, to highlight that. We have Psalm 119 and verse 105. By the way, a verse that Amy Grant wrote a very famous song to many years back. Uh, this, this verse, which has been put to song uh, by many different musicians, says, Your Word, that's what we're talking about today, the Word of God, Your Word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. So the more, the more light that we have, the easier it's going to be to journey along the path that we are called to walk upon. If you have uh, not much light or if you're in the dark, uh, you can trip over all kinds of things even if you know the path um, because uh, darkness has something about it that's very disorienting and it's, uh, it can really, uh, it can really turn you around. Maybe you've ever noticed that if you are maybe driving a car and you're in fog or something like that, it can be disorienting. And many, many planes have crashed because pilots, they, uh, you know, if they're not rated or trained to fly by the instruments, you know, you can look outside the window and you can get to a point, you don't know if you're upside down, right side up. You don't, you, you can't even tell what direction you're going in when you're in total blackout. So we really need to have that light. And of course that light is the word of God uh, and it is the wisdom of God. And anytime there's wisdom dispensed, there will always, 100% of the time, there will always be instructions. And I think it's good for us to understand that instructions are a way of life. That's what Solomon said in Proverbs. So when you go through life and you're really trying to serve the Lord, wanting the wisdom of God, loving the wisdom of God, there will be instructions. And God wants to help us. And you know, the Holy Spirit's a very nice teacher. And I think some people, even in the body of Christ, they can give instructions, but maybe they do it uh, a little bit haughty or a little bit like, uh, you know, kind of happy that they actually see you going in the wrong direction and they maybe feel superior to point out your, your errors. <laughs> but the Holy Spirit's never like that. <laughs> now, God can work through people to try to help you. And I would rather hear a word of instruction by maybe somebody that's a little rough around the edges, but at least get that instruction to keep me from doing something wrong uh, 
than not know at all. But the Holy Spirit, He's really able to help you all the time, and He's the nicest person, the greatest teacher that there is. Praise God. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. We also have uh, the classic verse uh, in the book of Colossians chapter 3, verse 16, a chapter that I have always loved so much that many years back, almost 30 years ago, I memorized uh, this chapter with a special emphasis of really wanting to learn this chapter. I've always loved it. But in verse 16, it says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. So you hear from the Lord primarily two ways. Number one, through the Word of God. And you really need to know the Word of God, as we would say in American culture, like the back of your hand. Um, not, not that really we take a lot of time looking at the back of our hand. I guess that's just a, um, a statement that we use. But you really need to know it well. And the more time you spend in the Word of God, the more light that you're going to have. Praise God. You may not know Hebrew the original Old Testament language. You may not know Greek, the original New Testament language, but like my old pastor said many, many years back, he said, I know Hebrew and I know Greek, but every time I read it in English, I get more blessed. <laughs> so, you know, just read it. We thank God for translators who've made it easy for us. You don't have to have a PhD in theology. Just read it. Let the light shine into your heart and you'll have light and you'll also begin to receive the instructions from the Lord. You'll begin to hear from God. This is amazing. Hearing from God is wonderful. Um, I've had the Lord speak some of the most amazing things to me before through the Word. Of course, just reading through uh, the Word, having a good time, but also the Lord supernaturally highlighting Scriptures, um, uh, uh, causing them in a sense where they're so highlighted by the Holy Spirit, they, they look like they're lifting up off the page. They look like a hologram, and that's, that's what the Holy Spirit can do. And it's also hitting you as life. You're like, you see it, maybe for the first time, although you've read it many times, but you get a lot of instructions from the Word of God. You'll really hear God speak to you through His Word. So you need to be in the Word on a regular basis. Now, number two, the number two way that, the, that God speaks to you is through His voice, the voice of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the voice of God. Now, when Jesus was on the earth, He had His own voice, but Jesus is now seated in heaven at the right hand of the Father, so the voice that comes to you now would be the voice of the Holy Spirit. Of course, unless you have a vision, and Jesus comes to you in person in a vision, well, that's Him talking to you. But we're just talking in general terms, when God speaks and you're hearing the voice of God, that's going to be the Holy Spirit talking to you. Um, and again, I'm giving general terms here. There can be uh, other, er other areas, such as angels. God can send an angel, and the angel can come to you, and an angel can uh, say something to you that is a message that he's carrying from the throne room to you. So we're open to that also. But again, getting back to the general basic terms, the voice of God is the voice of the Holy Spirit. And He is speaking to you. Sometimes that, ver that, that voice can appear to be internally, because as New Testament believers, He lives on the inside of us because we're born again. But sometimes it can still, in a sense, sound like it's coming like in an amphitheater around you. Uh, maybe we would call it surround sound. And I've, I've had that happen uh, also when the Holy Spirit speaks in that surround sound voice, that God voice. 
the Holy Spirit, when He speaks, it can be, at times, if it's something urgent, uh, it can be with a real authority. It can be real strong. But most of the times when God speaks, I want you to understand how He speaks. And we have a great example of that in 1 Kings chapter 19. 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 11. Then he said, Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. So these are spectacular manifestations. Uh, I, I'm sure they're pretty loud. Uh, this was a ferocious wind. If the wind is so strong, it's shattering rock. That's a really strong wind. And, uh, you know, earthquake. I've been in earthquakes before when previously living in Southern California. And, yeah, you feel the movement, but there's a sound also that comes with it. And that can be quite loud. Fire, of course, can be uh, loud as well. But the Lord was not manifesting His voice through these uh, natural elements. Verse 12, And after the earthquake a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. But it says, And after the fire a still, small voice. And that's most often how the Holy Spirit will speak with a voice. Now, there is also the inner witness. The inner witness of the Spirit, just a strong impression, a smooth, happy impression. That's the main lead of guiding that the Holy Spirit will do. And He, can, he, he will do that through the what we would call the inner witness, Romans chapter 8, verse 16. But as far as God speaking, when He speaks, yes, it can be a loud authoritative voice that's very distinctive, very powerful. But when He speaks most often, if you're going to hear the voice of God, it's a still, small voice, praise God, just saying something. And so you really need to have an ear that's developed where you get quiet before the Lord. And I know we can all get real busy at times, and busyness sometimes can be really good. But to hear the Lord and to hear the voice of God, you really want to make room for that. Praise God. That's something that has to be worked out in your own devotional life and your own walk with God. So when you hear the voice of God, you began to receive the instructions of God. When you receive the instructions of God, your destructions will begin to cease. So I've titled this message, Instructions in Destruction. And it's very, very true, because people can get themselves, I'm talking about Christians, they can get themselves in some really bad places and uh, areas of destruction, but it's the instructions of God that begin to bring God's people out. And when you walk in God's instructions, dignity is a common element of your life. Dignity in life is rooted in pursuing the vision that God has given you, and that vision is always going to be associated with instructions. Here is where some people make mistakes. They, they get a vision from the Lord. They have a strong 
leading of what they're supposed to do. So they're catching that vision that God has for them. But oftentimes they get into trouble because they don't have the particulars. They don't have the instructions. They don't have directions. So they have the vision, but the vision alone is not enough. You're going to have to really do the prayer work to unveil how you're supposed to walk that vision out. Because if you just jump and do your own thing, and it's not God's thing, uh, you could end up in a place uh, that will degrade dignity in your life. So when you're walking right with the Lord, and you're really dialed in, you're hearing the voice of God, receiving instructions from God, then dignity begins to be established in your life. And that brings color in your life. It brings honor in your life. Uh, it places you in a place where others look at you and they look at you from a perspective of, of, you know, I really like what's going on in their life. Wow. I I'd like for my life to be blessed like that. So that all is related to being able to receive instructions from the Lord, which is based upon being able to hear from God. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Isaiah chapter 42. Isaiah 42. These are, these are fascinating statements here. Verse 19. Who is blind but my servant, or deaf as my messenger whom I send? Verse 22. But this is a people robbed and plundered. All of them are snared in holes, and they are hidden in prison houses. They are prey, and no one delivers for plunder, and no one says, Restore. Praise the Lord. When you miss God's instructions, you end up in holes and prison houses. You, you end up in places thinking, How did I get here? And not only that, but you're, you're left wondering, thinking, Not only how did I get here, how am I going to get out of here? What's going on? you made a wrong turn. There was something that you're supposed to know, and you didn't know. So, um, you know, this is why we need to be able to hear from God and receive the instructions of God. Why? Because His instructions will end these type of destructions of holes and prison houses and being plundered and being a prey. Let me tell you this, when you're walking in light, and you're walking in the instructions of God, you cannot be a prey for the devil. He can't just come in here and take you out. No, he can't. He can't. He can't. Why? You're established in the Lord. You're established in the Lord, and you're on that path. And that path is well illuminated to you. And you're staying on that path. You're not over here taking crazy exits, getting over onto the enemy's turf. Now he can hit you. Now he can launch that attack and, uh, and you know, take you out because you're, you're doing something even if you thought it was right, but if it was not right, now, now, you're, now you're vulnerable, and now you can be a prey for the enemy. But when you're walking with the Lord, you're not, you, you don't fall into these holes. You don't fall into these uh, places where you could be ensnared and enslaved, these prison houses. Your, your eyes are for vision, but your ears are for hearing. Hearing what? The instructions of God. So you have to have both up and running. Eyes for the vision. And a lot of people catch the vision. A lot of believers, they're, they're picking up on the vision that God has. But they're not praying 
and seeking God for directions and instructions. And that's what your ears are for, because God will speak to you, and your ears will hear a voice saying, this is the way, walk in it. In other words, do it this way. Take this path in order for the vision to be accomplished. A, particularly a ministry, a ministry that's blind and deaf, can't see, can't hear, is a ministry that's spiritually barren. You can have a lot going on, but it's going to be a barren ministry. You can have a business that maybe you caught the vision from God, and you've got the business up, but it's just not, th- things aren't working. Why? You're not getting the instructions that you need. Maybe you had the vision, and you started the, uh, the business, but now you're going to need the instructions, God's format, God's principles, God's way of operating, and you're going to have to wait upon the Lord to get those directives praise God. If you don't, you could end up in areas of destruction, and many businesses go bankrupt, and it was not God's intent for them to go bankrupt. You have to walk with the Lord. Praise God. There's a lot of people, they they have a good heart, and they have maybe even good ideas, but the Bible says there's a way that seems right unto a man, but the end leads to death. Maybe it leads to bankruptcy. Maybe it leads to failure. But Pastor Stephen, it seemed like such a good idea. Yes, but was it a God idea? Was it, was it the plan? Because if it's God's plan, God doesn't have bankruptcy plan for you. God doesn't have some kind of play, uh, uh, failure plan for you. He doesn't even think like that. He doesn't have anything on the menu for you that uh, has anything remotely associated with failure. No, that's all stuff of the world, that's all stuff of the enemy, that's all stuff of people doing things without the instructions of God, and they end up in prison houses, they end up in holes, they end up in all kinds of problems because they're not getting the instructions of the Lord. I pray today that as I'm ministering God's Word to you, that your eyes be clear to see the vision that God has for you, and that your ears be popping open, that you can hear the voice of God. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Uh, Luke chapter 22, I think is a very, very important chapter, uh, very important statement that Jesus made, loaded with life and revelation. Luke chapter 22, oh, I tell you, when you get the instructions from the Lord, and you follow that, there is no, well, what if it works, or what if it doesn't? It will always work. God's always right. If there's any area of failure or anywhere we've messed it up, it's because we messed it up. God's perfect. He doesn't mess anything up. And so if something's not working, we need to ask ourselves, where are we missing it at? Because it can't be God. There's something maybe that we don't know, or an instruction that we have uh, chosen to ignore. And that's usually where it's at, right around in that area somewhere. Now, this will be the Gospel of Luke, chapter 22, verse 35. And he, Jesus, said to them, when I sent you without money bag, think about it, uh, told them to go, don't take, you know, go preach and cast out evil spirits and, uh, you know, heal the sick and, and, you know, cleanse the leper. So he sends them out and he tells them when they go, don't even take any money. Wow. When I sent you without money bag, knapsack, you know, no, no backpack, basically, Um, and sandals, did you lack anything? Did you lack anything? So they said nothing. You'll see believers all the time engaged in all types of endeavors, and they are in constant lack. But yet, 
but yet they'll say, God sent me. Well, see, here's the thing. Jesus said to the guys, when I sent you, did you lack anything? Do, do you catch it? Jesus is saying, when I sent you, if Jesus sends you, he's obligated to undertake for everything that you need. Why? He's, he's sending you. He's, he's authorizing you. He's, he's the one telling you to go. So if he tells you to go, then he is obligated to see to it that there is divine backing behind the assignment that he has sent you on. But if you go on your own, well, Pastor Stephen, I thought it was a great idea. But if you go on your own, even if it is a great idea, but it doesn't have God's endorsement, it doesn't have God's backing, then you go on your own, and guess who's responsible for footing the bill? You are. And that's no fun. That's, that is not a place, that is not a fun place to be in life when you realize the light comes on and you realize, wait, I'm doing something that God never told me to do. That's why it's not working. That's why it's not paying for itself. That's why it's a struggle. That's why you're wore out and tired all the time. And that's why there's financial shortage. Why? Jesus never sent you. See, instructions. People doing all, all kinds of things under the sun with no instructions. <laughs> no instructions. And, and then when they get into trouble, then they wonder, like, why is it not working? Well, maybe it wasn't, may, maybe it wasn't God's will. Or then they think, maybe we should try harder. And they try harder, the hole gets deeper. Praise the Lord. If you get off the highway that God has for you, you make a wrong turn, the first thing you need to do is endeavor to get back to where you're supposed to be. You, you, you see out of this that this takes a walk with God. This takes a walk with God. Or you can make a wrong turn. You can make a wrong turn. Praise God. Let's talk about a few of the requirements for hearing from God. Uh, the first one would be found in John chapter 3, verse 3. This one's easy. Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. If you're not saved, you can't hear from God. You don't, you don't even know what this is all about. You, you don't understand the kingdom. You don't even understand the king. It, it's just all veiled to you. You're spiritually dead, lost in your sins. But the moment you give your heart to God, and the Holy Spirit uh, recreates your spirit, now you're born again, now the Holy Spirit's living on the inside of you, now you are a candidate to hear from God. I, I, I feel for those, though, who are, who are born again, but yet they've been in the church for 20, 30, 40 years. They've never heard God say one thing to them. Uh, Pastor Stephen, um, I'm not raising my hand, uh, but you're talking to me. Oh, I've got a scripture for you to open up the hotline. See, we have all kinds of things for high-tech communications today. We've got smartphones now that cost over $1,000. And yet people have all these ways of, you know, getting on the line and talking to everybody. But uh, even in the church, people, it, they seem like they can't get the call through to God. Uh, it, they, they can't hear from the Lord what's going on. Well, first of all, you need to be saved. But if, you're, if you are saved and you're still not hearing, I'll give you a few things that will help you this morning, okay? But those of you that are watching... And uh, maybe you're watching this program and you're not born again. You need to be saved. You need to ask Jesus to come into your heart, forgive you of your sins, give your life to God, commit your heart to God. And then, and then now you are on the frequency of God 
Now, you are on that frequency, but if you're spiritually dead, you're way off the frequency you'll never hear. Praise the Lord. Romans chapter 8, verse 14. Lord, we give you praise today. Romans chapter 8, verse 14 says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. God leads His sons. God doesn't lead sons of the devil, and God doesn't lead just basic sons of men. No, you have to be born again, you have to be a child of God. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. And even as a believer, as a believer, you want to yield to the leading of the Spirit. Praise the Lord. You really want to be sensitive to, to yield to the leading of the Spirit. Glory to God. Mm, mm, mm. And if you are saved, and you're, you're, you just, you're just yielding your heart to the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will lead you, and it doesn't matter if you're in a Methodist church, Episcopalian church, Baptist church, Catholic church, full-blown, tongue-talking Pentecostal church. It doesn't matter. If you are born again, the Spirit of God is living in you. If you'll just yield, He'll lead you. The Holy Spirit will lead you, and that, that line will begin to open up. You'll begin to hear from God. Woo, thank you, Jesus. You really need to go after the Lord, though. Hallelujah. I think there are some denominations, they are so dead, and they are so anti-Holy Spirit that if somebody did pursue the Lord and heard from God, they would probably, they would probably say, you've lost your mind. Well, I, you know, when I was growing up, and I got, uh, as a young man, I got filled with the Holy Spirit, uh, I was told by the church leaders that, that they were concerned about my mental state of mind. Well, I thought, well, how come you weren't concerned about my mind while I was living so carnal, you know, and so, you know, I had family members told me, well, you've lost your mind. I said, lost my mind? Now that I'm trying to live holy, serve God, live right, now you say I lost my mind. No, if there was any time I had lost my mind, it was before. <laughs> while even though I was in church, I had all kinds of sin in my life, and none of y'all seemed to care. So, you, you know, you just have to go on with the Lord. But I'm telling you, there's, there's a hotline you can dial in on with God that you can have communication better than you can with your best friend, better even than with your spouse, because God, uh, you know, me and my wife, we have great relationship, uh, phenomenal conversations. But God, oh, He, he, can, go, he can go deep. Woo! Woo! Hallelujah! He can, he can go right to the very core of your being. And uh, he can talk to you in a way that nobody else can. So you really want to, you really want to be walking close to the Lord. So you need to be saved. You want to be led by the Holy Spirit, and you, and and you you want to be close to the Holy Spirit. You you don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit. He is a person. He's not a cloud. He's not a bird. He's not some kind of a mist or ethereal vapor. No, he is a person. He's the third person of the Trinity of the Godhead, Father. Son, the Son, of course, who is Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. Glory to God. You want to be sensitive to Him. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Let me give you one verse today, so that we don't go through 10 or 20. I want to give you one verse. I really believe if you do this, um, you're really going to start to hear from the Lord. Glory to God. And if you've ever heard God once, it's like riding a bicycle. Once you learn it, uh, you'll always, anytime you ever get back on a bicycle, even if you haven't ridden for five years, you get right back on it, get, start riding again. But once you've heard from the Lord, you can always hear from the Lord again. 
and you want to walk close so this thing is relational and that it's constant, ongoing, praise God. Okay, let's take a look at it. This will be Isaiah chapter 30, verse 29. You shall have a song. Well, Pastor Stephen, I don't really want a song. No, God said you shall have a song. Well, Pastor Stephen, I don't really feel like singing. No, God said you shall have a song. So just say, okay, if that's the way it is, then that, that's okay. <laughs> Praise God. You shall have a song as in the night when a holy festival is kept. A holy festival, a festival. All of the feasts have an element of joy. Praise God. And gladness of heart as when one goes with the flute. See, gladness of heart. This is joy as when one goes with the flute to come into the mountain of the Lord, to the mighty one of Israel, the Lord will cause His glorious voice to be heard. Praise the Lord. Before we kind of unpack this verse, let me say this. Some of you, you really need to let go of your past. And today, you need to do what the Apostle Paul said, when he basically said, forgetting those things which are behind, you need to, you need to bury the past and uh, bury the dead, and just let it go. Praise God. Uh, past memories, you know, bad experiences, failures, you know, the, the bad days, bad moments, just forget it, and let it go. Let the blood of Jesus wash all your sins away, all your failures, and as long as you keep looking back, you're, you're not going to have the joy of the Lord the way you're supposed to have it. I heard, I heard a very startling statistic just a few days ago that 72% of all Christians are depressed. Wow! Oh, well, I, I know that out of the thousands that watch these programs, there's nobody that uh, is depressed. But for, let's just pretend that everybody else out there who struggles with it, that this is how we can help them. <laughs> a little sarcasm thrown in there. Praise the Lord. No, I'm not making fun of anybody that's depressed. It can be a very real struggle. What causes depression? The main cause of depression is dwelling upon and thinking about somebody who really let you down. Somebody who really failed you. And the more you think about it, the more depressed you get. And you think, I can't believe that person did that to me. Uh, why would that person do that? I, 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 I'm so upset by that. And, uh, you know, I, I had invested so much into that relationship. And, the, you know, I invested so much into that company. I can't believe they, they let me go. And uh, the more you think about stuff like that, the more depressed you're going to get. And you, you can literally go into a place where the Bible calls it a spirit of heaviness where you are under a real spirit, and it's not a good spirit. It's called the spirit of heaviness, and it's called the, the you know, the, the um, how can we say, the psycho psych psychologist, they diagnose it as depression. And even doctors can diagnose it as clinical, medical depression. The Bible calls it when you're at that point, the Bible calls it a spirit of heaviness. And it is heavy. You, you don't want to get up out of bed everything has a bleak outlook. You've lost your joy, and whenever you lose your joy, 
watch out you're vulnerable to be a prey for the enemy and it don't, uh, look you're going to have to let it go you're just going to have to let it go take your shovel and bury all of those uh, all those failures uh, mistakes and things like that forgive people uh, and just go on hallelujah forget it and go on because you're going to have to get your joy back why because if you're not enjoying it's very very hard to hear from the Lord the Lord often speaks when you're in a very calm place when as Psalm 23 says you're laid out relaxed on the green pastures and now the sheep can graze and uh, and now you can be calm and you can hear from God but when you're when you're all depressed and you know uh, depression also is in a place where you're not in faith so God wants you to be in faith God wants you to be happy now watch this verse again verse 29 you shall have a song as in the night when a holy festival is kept and gladness of heart as when one goes with the flute to come into the mountain of the Lord to the mighty one of Israel if you have the song and you even have a song in the night have one for the daytime too and you just you just have these songs in your heart and you just start singing to the Lord oh Pastor Stephen I'm depressed I'm, I'm one of those who've been diagnosed with depression well get your song the Holy Spirit will give you a song and you'll start saying bye bye to depression real quick get your song and watch what happens when you get your song then verse 30 the Lord will cause his glorious voice to be heard and that's why some of you have never heard the voice of God that's why some of you have never not even once in your Christian experience have you heard the have you ever heard the voice of God why you don't have a song you're not a worshiper when you have a song you're up you have joy and the joy of the Lord is your strength and at the, at the devil gets your joy he's got your strength if, if he's got your joy now he can plunder you and put you in depression and when you're depression you're if you do hear anything from the Lord it's going to be something the Lord's going to try to do to get you out but that sometimes you know don't wait on that because you know uh, that that could go on for years you know, I'm thinking right now of Jan Crouch. She's coming to my my mind because um, Jan Crouch, the co-founder of TBN, Trinity Broadcasting Network, uh, along with her and Paul Crouch. But Jan said that she was in depression for years. Of course, you know, going before the cameras, she could put forth this you know happy facade. But once the cameras are over and she's off set, she was in deep, deep depression, and uh, that went on for years. But, but I'm saying you don't have to let this thing go on for years get your song you may be depressed right now get your song and start singing to the Lord even if you don't feel like it and your joy will start to come back what happens when you get your joy and your song verse 30 the Lord will cause his glorious voice to be heard Pastor Stephen I want to hear I want to hear from the Lord I want to hear God's voice I want to hear God speak to me it must be an amazing experience it is it's faith jolting faith infusing uh, joyous uh, it's wonderful but you see here the divine protocol joy song and then the voice comes praise God that's that's very easy so that's all I'm giving you today that's all you have to do you can you can hear the voice of God two ways once through the word twice by the voice of the Holy Spirit 
Praise God. Those are the two basic general, general ways. But the Holy Spirit will speak a lot more than what you would ever imagine if you'll just go around praising Jesus all the time, having songs, praise the Lord. And you'll just see that you don't need to get all medicated and doped up. You don't need to go see a shrink and get, you know, lay out on a blue couch and pay a counselor, you know, $250 an hour, and then you leave and you're still depressed. No, just start praising the Lord. Start worshiping the Lord. And that heaviness will come off of you. And it, as you start singing the songs, just start saying, Lord, I forgive them. Lord, I worship you. Lord, I forgive anybody who's wronged me. And you, know, I mean, you can just make the songs up by the Spirit, you know, just create them as you go. You'll just start getting happy. You'll start getting happy. The vision will be real clear. Now God starts talking. Now you're getting instructions. And before you know it, you are moving in the fast lane that God has for you. You don't have any time to waste. It's time to get up. It's time to start singing and praising the Lord today. And watch, the voice of the Lord will come. The Lord will cause His glorious voice to be heard. And you're going to hear it. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, thank you for those that are watching today. And Lord, there probably are those that are watching. There are some that would struggle with depression. And it's not something to laugh about. It's a very serious thing for many people where they are, they are very much pushed down. But Father God, I thank you. You give instructions that end our destructions. So I pray right now that the destruction of depression be broken off of your life. Receive freedom in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ today. Lift your hands, begin to praise the Lord. Begin to speak out in other tongues as the Spirit gives utterance. Begin to speak it out. Hallelujah. Glory to God that depression is leaving. Praise God. Praise God. And, and just worship the Lord. And you'll begin to hear the Lord's voice on an often basis. Praise God. Also, be sure, make sure you slow down and take time to hear the Lord's voice, because often it's very small, still, small voice. And if you're just running full speed all the time, you're, you're not going to hear it. You have to slow down so you can catch that small voice. Praise God. Praise God. The Holy Spirit's moving right now, and people are being set free. Praise the Lord. Uh, the Holy Spirit just told me that um, a... I don't know if you're a psychologist or, or yes, you're a psychologist and you are, you're, you are actually in the field of counsel, but yet you yourself, the Holy Spirit shows me, you yourself are depressed. And the Lord says, your name is Brad. And the Lord says, he frees you right now from depression. See, and the Lord's showing me what has happened to you. You as a counselor, as, a, uh, as you have uh, tried to help people, they've dumped all of that stuff on you. And that stuff has affected your spirit. And you didn't know how to deal with it. You don't have anywhere to dump it. So uh, that stuff weighed you down. And you also, you saw many people that you tried to help, and they were not, they were not healed and that discouraged you as well. Well, the Lord says you're being set free right now. And just worship Him, and all of that stuff is falling off of you. All the things that you've heard are being uh, uh, just being dumped out right now. You're going to be fine, and you are actually being filled mightily with the Holy Spirit right now, and you're being touched by the Holy Spirit right now with laughter. And some of you are getting happy because He's getting set free. So you go ahead and start to laugh right now too, and the Holy Spirit is just touching you, and chains are falling off. Praise God. <laughs> 
What a wonderful uh, time we're having today. Well, let's, um, let's take communion together. Glory to God. Father, we thank you. We thank you that you do so much to help us get out of problem areas. We thank you, Father God, that you never laugh or snicker or think it's funny. You're grieved when we get into difficult situations. We thank you, Father God, you sent your word and healed them. So your word bringing instructions and directions is bringing healing in all types of areas. We thank you, Father God, we celebrate you. We thank you, Father, that your son Jesus came, that we might have life and have it more abundantly. And we are determined to live that life. And we thank you for helping us so much today. Father, we bless the bread, the juice. It's now consecrated. It's now holy, and it is now the flesh and blood of Jesus. Those of you that are watching, that are believers in Christ, please take communion with me today. You'll be blessed. Thank you, Father God, for the body of Jesus. We receive His flesh by faith. We thank you that you're doing mighty things in our life. and We declare freedom in every area as we receive His, His body now. Amen. In Jesus' name, let's receive. You shall have a song. Yes, you shall. You're going to have a whole bunch of them. Heavenly Father, we give you praise. We thank you for songs, songs in the night. Lord, when your people get these songs, let them sing the songs. Even if they don't know all the words, even if they don't know the full chorus, let them sing what's coming up. Thank you, Father. And then your Holy Spirit will give them more. Thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hallelujah for songs in the daytime as well. Thank you, Father God. You are causing your voice to be heard. We give you praise. Father, we receive the blood of Jesus, knowing that as we walk in the light, His blood is continually cleansing us from all sin. And we thank you, Father God, for access into the Holy of Holies through the shed blood of Jesus. Father, we receive His blood now. Let's drink together. Praise God. Don't look back. The past is washed away with the blood of Jesus. Rise up. Be happy today. The Lord is turning all of your sorrows into joy. All of your destructions are being ended by instructions. God's Word, God's voice is being introduced into your life. Welcome to a world of dignity and honor and blessing. Thanks for watching. I'll see you back next time. <laughs>